I came with too much material to preach. So we got to come back and, and, and finish off with, with this particular part of this series. We are dealing, looking at Job chapter 1. I will look at verse 1 and I will jump to verse 6. And then we shall read probably to the end of the chapter because you need to get a sense of what's happening and hopefully in the explanation you get a sense of why. Because the why of what's happening is more important than what's happening. If you miss the why, then the what doesn't make sense. Job chapter 1, verse 1. Job chapter 1, verse 1. I thank the uh, media ministry who is moving on up <laughs> to be able to at least take the first part of the sermon and, 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 and show as we, so we can follow it together out of the same text. And... and Pray with us as we grow in this together, amen, as we, as we grow in this together. Job chapter 1, verse 1, then we're going to skip to verse 6, and it reads as such in our hearing. There was a man in the land of Oz whose name was Job, and the man was blameless and upright, fearing God and turning away from evil, verse 6. Now, there was a day when the sons of God, which is angels, came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan also came among them. The Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? And Satan answered the Lord and said, from roaming about the earth, walking around and on it. And the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? For there is no one like him on earth, a blameless and upright man, fearing God and turning away from evil. And Satan answered the Lord and said, does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge about him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the works of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. But put forth your hand now and touch all that he has and he will surely curse you to your face. <laughs> then the Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not put forth your hand on him. So Satan departed from the presence of the Lord. Verse 13. Now on the day when his sons and daughters was eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said, The ox was plowing and the donkeys feeding beside them, and the Sambians attacked and took 
them. They also slew servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, The fire of God fell from heaven and burnt up the sheep, and the servants consumed them. I alone escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another came and said, the Chaldeans formed three bands and made a raid on the on the camels and took them and slew the servants with the edge of the sword and I alone had escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, your sons and your daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house and behold a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four quarters of the house and it fell on the young people, they die. I alone escaped to tell you. Then Joe rose, tore his robe, shaved his head, and he, and he fell on the ground and worshiped. Everyone say, Worship. He said, naked I came from my mother's womb. Naked I shall return there. The Lord gave. The Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Say that with me. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Through all this, Job did not sin. Nor he blamed God. I, I have a question. I, I have a I have a, a very simple question. Can God bet on you? Can God place a bet? Are you deep enough in him that no matter what life throws at you, that when the devil go to God and say, I make them curse you to your face, God would say, I bet that they won't. Father, even now, Father, even now, Father, even now, Lord, even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, even now, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. The book of Job is so important that it is the oldest book in the Bible. It's older than Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy. Moses is the one that recorded it, and it's a story. It's poetry. It is written in Hebrew poetry, but it is so important that God makes sure that it was in his book. 
It's a story that, that, if, that if you're not careful, you'll pass right by it. You, you would read it, and, and because there's so much in it, and, and, and there's false doctrine and false belief from Joe's three friends, that you can miss what is really taking place. Matter of fact, if we're not careful, we will make Job the emphasis of the story when really God is the emphasis of the story. I mean, I mean, if we're not careful, it sounds like a fairy tale. And we will miss the cosmic, the, the epic showdown between God and Satan. What is on trial more than even Job's faith was God's character. Satan is making an accusation at God concerning his relationship with man. It is a story that, that if we read it right, will keep us vertical, regardless of what happens horizontally. I can't promise you that everything is going to be good for you from a horizontal perspective. But I will promise you that if we are vertically connected, that no matter what happens on a horizontal plane, God is more than enough to keep you. Let's, 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 let's look at this. Let's, let's go through this. Let's see. Notice that Satan has been Roman. Did you know Satan roams? Him and his imps are Roman. They're covering the whole earth. They got patrols. He, he, got, he, got, he, sends, he sends infantry out. He's roaming to see, to see what he can cause. <laughs> Hold on, wait a minute. First Peter 5 tells us that he is like a roaring, a roaming lion. Seeing who and what he can devour. Notice that he ain't roaming trying to eat non-Christians because he already got them. Oh, y'all best follow me. But he's a lion that is hungry and he wants some Christians. Oh, y'all don't hear me. If he got everybody else, they are not the desire of his hunger. The desire of his hunger is you and I. You best understand this. We are in spiritual warfare at the highest level. And the very thing that the devil is trying to destroy, listen, Listen, if you go back to, to 1 Peter 5, what it says is that he's a ruling lion. It says, and he trying to divide, so be steadfast in your faith. Your faith is the object of either getting higher or you being divided. Let's say that again. Our faith, our trust in God. Us trusting God in spite of 
in spite of is on trial. Here he is. He comes in while the other angels are giving their report. He comes in not as an adversary against God, but as our adversary. Hold on, did you get that? Not as God's adversary. He can't fight with God. But he has declared war on us. Hold on. He's the accuser of the brethren. And the one thing that he can't stand is somebody who claims to have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and going to stand on his promises. Did you know that, that coming to church can be dangerous? <laughs> we, <laughs> we get up in here proclaiming we trust him and we're going to walk with him and I'm claiming the promises. Let me tell you that as soon as you leave Sunday, go and, and go home. Matter of fact, before you go home, before you get out the sanctuary, before you get out the best of you, somebody done rolled their eyes at you. And, He comes, he comes, and this, and this is what he says. Listen, notice, Satan does not bring up Job. God does. It's, it's not Satan that says, I've been watching Job. Well, that's, that's, we know that. <coughs> but as God said, have you looked at, have you considered have you been watching my servant, Job? Have you noticed he's upright? Have you noticed his heart is right with me? Have you noticed that he hate evil and run from evil? Satan, have you taken notice? You know what, Satan really don't even have to answer because the truth of the matter is he's been trying to get to Job for a long time. Notice what Satan says. He says, does Job serve you for nothing? He said, you have set a hedge around him, which means I've been trying, but, but you've been protecting him. Uh, let, me, let me say this to the saints. Things may look bad, but thank God for what hasn't happened. Oh, y'all don't hear me. I don't think somebody heard me. Regardless of how bad it may look like right now, if the devil will have his way, it'll be worse than what it is. Thank God for the protection he has over you. Thank God that the devil is limited. He's limited in what he can do, what he will do. God says that's enough, and the devil has to back up. up. He had to ask permission.
possession to mess with your stuff. That before the devil started messing with you, God already put towards your account the grace that was needed for you. Somebody says that God won't put more on you than you can bear. But wait a minute. You got to use it in correct context. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 12 says that, that God is faithful. That temptation, that temptation, he will not put more on you than you can bear. Because God will make a way of a Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me explain. Can, can I explain? With temptation, not trials and tribulation, with temptation to be tempted to do evil, it says that God won't let it overwhelm you that you can't say, I couldn't help myself. Ah, uh, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Listen to me. Listen, you got to shake yourself to wake up, wake up, because the devil trying to put you to sleep at this moment. If you got to stand up, stand up. If you fall, it will wake you up. Listen what it says. Listen what it says. Listen what it says. God says, while you are going down the road, God said, I got a, a Leon light flashing. Get off here. I have an exit that you can't miss for you to get off. Now, hold on. If you don't get off and don't get off at the exit and go past the exit that I made just for you to get off, and then you go past there and you can't help yourself, the reason you can't help yourself because you passed up my exit. You didn't get off. Hold on. They tell me that this man was running from the police. And when he was running from the police, he started climbing this fence and it was barbed wire at the top. And the barbed wire ate him up. Now, if you want to climb a fence with spiritual barbed wire just to get to the other side, Go ahead and climb. But don't complain when you get ate up by the barbed wire. Don't complain when you catch something you shouldn't have caught. Don't, 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 don't complain. Don't complain. When you, well, after you get to the other side, it's AfroTurf and it's not even edible. Don't complain. God says, I'm faithful to make a way of escape. Now, now he said, now when trouble come, when, when, when trouble come your way, he says, my grace is sufficient that it will keep you when you can't keep yourself. I think that some of us think we grown. Whoever told you that as God's child you get grown? Ain't none of us grown. You best learn that you a child. Amen. Because sometimes when we got a picture of ourselves being grown, 
We want to approach God as though we are an adult. He is an adult. We will never spiritually be an adult compared to God. You always a child. You ought to thank God you're his child. Because as a child, he holds your hand. As a child, he'll walk you to sleep. As a child, he'll help you when you're stumbling. As a child, he'll make a way out of nowhere. As a child, he'll come see about you. He'll rock you in his arms. He'll pick you up and hold you because you're just an itty bitty. When we think we're adult, we think we can handle it. When we think we're an adult, we think that we, Lord, I call you, listen to this. Lord, this is small. I can handle it. Don't tell me you haven't said that. We all have said that. And then when that small thing grew to be a big thing, then we start calling on God when we should have gave it to him when it was a small thing because we can't even handle the small thing. But thanks be to God, he wants us to be dependent on him. My, my God, the church is dependent on their God. And God wants to teach us how to walk with him. It's no shame to be dependent on God every hour, every minute, every second. Every microsecond, we need him. Job doesn't even know what's going on. And God is bragging on him. And the devil said this. If you quit giving him stuff, If you take away the favor, if you take the stuff out your hands, he won't want your hands. Listen to the accusation. Listen to the accusation Satan is saying. Job is mankind's representative. And what Satan is saying to God is this, mankind will not serve you, will not love you for who you are. They are only in it for what they can get from you. And unless you are blessing them from a horizontal, material standpoint, they will not worship you. Let's, let's take it a little bit deeper. Satan is saying, no matter how good you are, no matter how lovely you are, this creature that you made for yourself to share yourself with them don't want you. They just want what you got for them. And the moment you quit, they quit. 
Satan is saying, they're just like I am. I saw your glory. Isn't it funny that Satan saw God in his full glory and still didn't see God? And I'm afraid that if we don't dig deeper, I'm afraid if we don't watch ourselves, I'm afraid if we keep on listening to prosperity preachers, I'm afraid that if, that if we don't realize how good he is, how awesome he is, I'm afraid if we don't get past the, the outward stuff and allow Jesus to be more than enough just by himself. I'm afraid that if we don't get anchored, that when trouble comes, that our faith will not rise up to the occasion because there got to be enough of knowing him and seeing him that no matter what earth Satan throws at you, that at the end of the day, oh, y'all didn't hear me, at the end of the day, when the smoke clears, when, when the stuff goes away, after you've been rocked and you catch your breath, you will lift up and say, I still worship you. Maybe I'm not talking to folks who've been through enough. Maybe I'm not talking to folks who've been to their last dime and didn't know how they was going to make it. Maybe I'm not talking to folks that when you went to bed, you didn't want to wake up in the morning. Maybe, I've been, maybe I'm not talking to folks who've been through hell and high water. Maybe I'm not talking to folks that the very thing you said you couldn't go through came reality in your life. And somehow or another, you are still here. Is there anybody like that here? Is there anybody like this here? The very thing you feared the most came knocking at your door. And you didn't even answer the door. It went into his pocket, got the key to your door, and stepped on in anyhow. See, what I'm trying to say is there ought to be a still voice playing in your mind. You hear the sweetness of Jesus saying, you still got me. When you don't have your mama or your daddy, when trouble has hit you on every side, when you feel like you done lost everything, there's a still quiet voice that says to you, I'm still here. I ain't going nowhere. I told you I would never leave you, not forsake you. I told you I stick closer than a brother. I told you when you leave a mother or father, I will be what you need. When Is there anybody in the house know what I'm talking about? And if it had not been for that reality in your life, you would have lost it a long time ago. But you can say today, my Jesus, my Lord, my God, 
is more than enough. Hebrews 10, 23 says, he says, he says, he says, he says, hold on to the confession of your faith. Hold on to. The he said, once you said it, stand on it. Because Satan is going to test you at what you say you know. Listen, Joel Osteen not going to preach this message to you. <laughs> he ain't going to go there. See, he got to preach a message that appeals to the masses. But sometimes the truth don't feel good. But the truth will keep you when nothing else will keep you. Listen. He says, he says, he says, hold on to the confession on the word of God that has been revealed to you. Then he goes on to the next verse. He says, in verse 24 and 25, he says, he says, matter of fact, provoke one another. Provoke one another to love and good work. He said, don't quit what you're doing when you are being tested at what you know. Matter of fact, get more busier. Matter of fact, the truth of the matter is that the more the devil, you know what, you know what, listen, watch, watch, watch this. You should make the devil sorry that he ever messed with you. <laughs> oh, you should make the devil sorry that he ever messed with you. You know why? Because after he threw his stuff at you, you came back harder with some praise. You came back harder with worship. Satan said this about not just Job, but about you, but about me. He says this. Let me touch their stuff, and I will make them curse you to your face. Lord, they don't know you enough to still worship you when things go wrong. Lord, let me put my finger on the very thing that they don't want me to put my finger on. And when I, after I put my finger on it, what you will find out is you're not good enough to keep them by showing them who you are. They're not enamored by you. They're not in awe with you. They're in awe with your stuff. Listen, listen what happened. Check this out. When Satan started 
making this accusation, every angel stopped. When Satan made this epic accusation, every demon stopped. At the core of who he is is his character. At the essence of who God is is goodness, is holiness, is righteousness, is mercy, is love. Everything else is based on his character, the essence of who he is. And what Satan is saying, the very creature that you made to know the essence of who you are don't want to know you. Yes, Lord. You, God, is not enough to keep man by showing him who you are. Why do you think I left you? You got to understand. God was betting on Job. And what he knew about Job and what Job knew about him. God said, oh, really? Is that what you think? He said, okay. I have placed everything he owns into your power. I am betting that Job knows me, loves me, is enamored by me enough that you can do your worst and he will not waver. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. I wager my reputation. I wager that I have made man to be more like me than what you understand. And if a man and a woman really sees the essence of who I am, they will love me above everything else, I bet you. Listen. If God will allow Job's faith in who he is, to be put to the test, then won't God allow the faith of what we know who he is to be put to the test? If God's going to allow Job to stand as a testimony in front of all of heaven and hell, that Job will rise up out of the smoke and say, I still praise you. then isn't it possible that when we are going through that all of heaven is watching to see that when the dust moves, when, when the cloud clears, 
Will we rise up out of the dust and say, Lord, I know in whom I believe. My question is to us, can God bet on us that when the devil has done his very worst, that the very thing that comes out of our lips will be worshipped? Have it gotten to the place that you can't help yourself? Have it gotten to the place that you find yourself worshiping God even when you don't feel like it. Listen. Listen. I don't think we get there overnight, but God is trying to work us to the place that we have seen enough of him that through the test, through the trial, through the fire, through the flood, something inside of us rises up at the end of the day and still say, Lord, I trust you. Look at Job. The reason why I read that whole chapter and I read it fast, I wanted you to know how fast he was being hit. I want you to see and feel the magnitude of what was going on. You have to be able to discern when that evil day has knocked at your door and the stuff that you've gone through is unnatural and it is the devil doing it. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There are some times that, that when it's three, four, five, six, seven things hitting at one time, you can identify and say, okay, I know this is the devil. I know I'm going through my test, and I have made up my mind that I will stand. Uh, see, hey, listen, he'll mess with your children. He'll mess with your job. He'll mess with your parents. He'll mess with your finances. He'll mess with your car and make it have mechanical problems. He'll mess with your garage door opener that you can't get your car out. He'll mess with your cat. He'll mess with your dog. He'll mess with the mouse that running around your house that it would sit on the edge of your bed and say, you can't catch me. He'll mess. <laughs> Look at all the stuff he had control over Joe's. Fire from heaven. The Chaldeans attacked. The Sabians attacked. The wind. And he made it look like God was doing it. You know what? You know what's so awesome about God? God still says, because I allowed him to do it, I take credit for it. But then God still turned around and said, but do you believe I'm good? 
Do you believe I'm up to something? I am learning. We all are learning how to handle everything loosely. You cannot, you cannot hold on to anything too tightly but the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything else is subject to change. The only thing that is not changeable is him. He promised, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He promised that I'm the same yesterday, today, and evermore. He promised that you are in my hand and nothing and nobody can take you out of my hand. He promised that no matter what you go through, he will be your bright and morning star. He'll be the lily in the valley. He is the great I am. He is, he is, he is, he is, he is. After losing his children, the Bible says in chapter one, he, he ripped his robe as a sign, I am mourning and grieving. You don't act like it's not happening. You face the fact this is happening. He shaved himself. Probably get ashes and throw it on himself. Then the Bible said, he worshiped. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He found something inside of him that he was able to worship in the midst of, not afterwards, during. In the midst of. The Bible didn't say God gave him a word. No. You know what you ought to do? You got to shift the atmosphere in yourself. Jason Nelson has a song that says, shift the atmosphere. See, Satan is trying to make you depressed and gloom. And you got to rise up and shift the atmosphere. I'm not saying that your situation changed, but it can be storming all around you and the sun will shine just on you. Shift the atmosphere. Listen, all hell may be around you, but as long as Jesus is smiling on you, shift the atmosphere. See, 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 the joy and the peace let me, let me, y'all not listening. Let me speak to them. The joy and the peace. Y'all halfway listening. Listen. The joy and the peace. Well, let me go back to them again. The joy and the peace. They're starting to get it. Let's see about you. 
the joy and the peace. Y'all still don't got it. The joy, the joy and the peace that the Lord has given you, the world can't take away. joy and the peace that the Lord has given you is not based on what happens. It's based on Jesus himself. Faith has to rise up to the occasion and say it's I don't feel like it. But in order for me to keep my mind, in order for me to keep my joy, in order for me to keep my peace, I'm going to open up my mouth, start praising him, start worshiping him, I'm going to change my atmosphere, not my condition, my atmosphere. Do you know what an eagle does? And if you are a Christian, you are an eagle, which means you fly into the storm. You're not scared of the storm. You have learned how to use the storm. Because if there's a storm, there must be an upcurrent. If there is an upcurrent, you've been specially built to ride the wind. You're not like an ordinary bird. An ordinary bird flaps its wings, but you have learned to stretch your wings. storm, but you have been made just for the storm. You don't flap your way out of it. You spread your wings and head towards the storm. Just through the storm, you're going to go higher. Is there any eagles in the house? 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 Yes, you may take a beating. Yes, it may hell on you. Yes, you may get wet. But while you getting wet, you find yourself getting higher. You find yourself praying a little bit more. 
you find yourself saying, Hallelujah, anyhow. David, David was special forces. True story. He was in Vietnam, and while he was in Vietnam, they were taking on a heavy battle. David is a Christian. He's been witnessing to all of his, 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 his fellow soldiers. They was in a front-line battle with the enemy. And while he was in a front-line battle with the enemy, he had a phosphorus grenade. A phosphorus grenade is not your normal grenade. A phosphorus grenade is filled with a chemical that literally burns you alive. Matter of fact, if you put water in it, it will burn even hotter. It literally burns and melts your skin off. He is, he is, he is, he got it in his hand. He already pulled it. And as he went back, a bullet shoots off his thumb. And the phosphorus grenade explodes in his hands. And the chemical agent that is meant to burn his enemies has now been squirted down the right side of his body, his face. He falls down on the ground and falls into the lake. And while he is underneath, the water is bubbling because it is so hot that the water where he's at, where the false material is boiling. His friends are watching thinking that he's dead. They actually see bubbles of blood come up where it is burning. They think he's gone, but at the last minute, David rises to the top, and he said, I still believe you, Christ Jesus. After all, listen, there's no way he could have thought of that. There's no way that he made up his mind. The truth of the matter is he's been doing it all the time. And when you do it, when you don't have to do it, it's going to happen when it needs to happen. Somebody didn't catch that. If you do it when you don't have to do it, but you do it, because you want to do it, then when you need it to happen, you don't have to look for it. It will rise up to the top because you don't place praise in you. Praise isn't what you just ought to do. Praise is what you got to do. That when trouble hits your house, it will automatically come out of your mouth because you've been doing it all the time anyway. So all of a sudden, it goes to automatic. That means you ain't thinking about it. You ain't working at it. Since it's already there, the spirit says, it's praise time. It don't know it. It's praise time. You find yourself praising God out of your sleep. It's praise time. They don't know it, but automatic. Listen, I'm almost through. 
I'm almost through. I'm almost through. Listen to what Ephesians chapter 1 says. See, we, we, got, we got God making an exit and, and get, making a strong and temptation. We have that the, the sufficiency of his grace in, in Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9 says that in the time of trouble, my grace is sufficient. Listen to what he says in Ephesians chapter 1. This blows my mind. I read it and still don't understand it. He says, the, so the supremacy, the, the excellency of his power, the excellency, the abundance, the superabundance, the immeasurable, the unexplainable power of God is extended. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's, let's, let's go back. Boom, 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 boom. The same power that raised up Jesus on that Sunday morning is the same. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. That same power that caused an earthquake to take place on that Sunday. That same power that opened up other graves and dead folks got up out of the grave and started walking around. The same power that told Satan to sit down and shut up because you got nothing to do with this. The same power that defeated hell, the devil, and all his imps the same power that caused life to come back to that which is dead. The same power that took a human body, made it a glorified body. The same power that caused Jesus to get up. The same power that expressed the power of God like the universe has never seen it. The same power that made heaven celebrate and hell shake. The same power, the same power, the same power God has extended towards you and towards me. So what in hell can stop you? Maybe you didn't hear me. If that power is extended towards you, then what in hell can stop you? We got something to shout about. 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 Can't nothing stop you but you. Can't nothing stop you 
you. If you make up your mind, I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust Jesus. As long as I got you, Jesus. If I have nobody else, but I got you. Christianity. Look up to the hills. We will come with your help. Your help. My help. Our 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 help. Come and Cometh, cometh from the Lord. How are you going to make it? With Jesus. With Jesus. With Jesus. There's power that has been extended towards the church. And if you are in the church, there's power. What can stop you? What can hinder you? What can, what, what in the world? There's nothing the devil can do to stop you from reaching your victory. We're more right now. We're more in the midst of. We're more in the middle of. We're more since Jesus overcame. We will But you got to know that. You got to know that for you. That's how Job was able to worship. And he says, naked, I came into the world. All that I had came from in any way. Everything he gave it to me. And I thank him for it. And if he takes everything from me, 
Because the only thing I cannot bear to be without is Jesus. As long as I got him, I'm going to be. As long as I got him. If you have not come to that place, you need to get to that place. And I promise you, he will never let you down. I promise you, he'll come see about you. I promise you, he'll walk you, to, he, he will rock you to sleep. I promise you, when you can't kill yourself, he'll pick you up. I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go. I don't know where you are today, but the Lord knows where you at. And He knows where you need to be. There's forgiveness in the name of Jesus. There's nothing you have done too bad that He won't accept you. Matter of fact, he died for stuff just like that. But he wants you to come. And when you come, won't he make you feel good on the inside? Won't he give you something to shout about? Today. Today. Don't let nothing stop you from your blessing. You can't fix you. That's why he died, to fix you. And all he asked is that you come willing to be fixed. Today, today, I got preachers that will pray with you, talk with you, that you may come to know him and know how real he is. Today, if you're here, as we stand,